Today's date is October 7th, 2017. Hello and welcome to Hit the Books Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. Emery, what have you been reading? Well, as you can see right here, I've been reading Miracle Man. Looks awfully familiar. Right. Uh, This is issue two in what looks to be a series that is promised to be at least 12 issues long. Um, Yeah, uh, I I don't know what it is about the story. It's just very, very well done. I'm hooked. As a Marvel guy, I honestly wish Marvel had something this good. (laughs) (laughs) So nothing from Marvel tickling your uh, interest right now. I mean, there are books that I'm reading from Marvel, but that's just to kind of stay fresh. Uh, Lately, I've been catching myself up on uh, X-Men Gold, which, eh, (laughs) I don't know what it is. It just seems like the same old stuff here. Was gold or blue the one you liked? Uh, I thought it was gold, but apparently is it wearing down on you? uh, I think... Blue is the one that I liked mostly because it's like, oh, the the team from the 60s, the original five, we're going to bring them to the current day. Mm. Oh, no, wait. We've had them in the current day for a while. Let's separate them from the rest of the other X-Men that are actually from the current day and let them do their own current day thing. But also give them Magneto. (laughs) Yeah, well, we've said this a lot, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We probably don't need to rehash it again. Yeah, I mean, everything that I've read from X-Men Blue still sounds like a lot of fun, but with a lot of new weird stuff in it. Like the first issue, for some reason, with all of the new stuff that all of the X-Men or just people up to date with current like x-men science are capable of beast can just teleport people uh he managed to deal with the juggernaut by basically teleporting him to i think a prison but he used uh hell as a as a shortcut i don't know what's going on doesn't he know He's the Juggernaut, bitch! (laughs) I don't think the Juggernaut knows that he's the Juggernaut, bitch, anymore. (laughs) We're... we're... When an internet meme becomes a real movie scene. Oh, you know that somebody messed up. It hurts. It hurts. the Juggernaut, bitch! This literally sounds like... That scene literally sounds like they tacked it on... Because they've basically been writing the script as they go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what a lot of that movie looked like. X-Men 3. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that hurt. So, uh, as I to- told you before we started recording, uh, I haven't been reading anything. Because, again, I'm busy. Yeah. And this uh, shit takes time. Yeah. The, the and... School's pretty... School work producing all this stuff it takes a while yeah uh and i'm still in my back catalog i still have to finish uh uh not forever evil but um batman beyond what was the whatever the year thing the batman 75th anniversary 
Yeah. Long stream was. That's <laughs> I haven't picked it up in so long. I'm already forgetting the name of it. But uh, uh, you thankfully loaned me Mr. Miracle. Yeah, that's right. And well, what'd you think of it? Uh, again, I have to agree. It's like it's keeping me in there, and like there's just so many little things that you're just like. <laughs> What is going on? I have to know. <laughs> like I'm trying to piece a little puzzle together, but I can't figure it out for the life of me. And I'm like, is he dead? Is he not dead? Is it's this like, something else? Is somebody scheming him? Is somebody manipulating him? And like, of course, Dark Side is. <gasps> <laughs> Although they, I don't think they used it as well this time. Uh, no, they the, w- the first issue it really got to me and gave me goosebumps this time. It was like the one time. Dark side is. It's like, like kind of a like just a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah, that that was not what I wanted it to be. Although this issue did give me something that I thought was just like joke fuel. <laughs> <laughs> um Metron. <laughs> yeah. It was like just little... the concept of that character just as a character always just tickled me. Yeah. It was like he He's just the guy in the chair who just watches everything. Well, I mean, Batman got to be Metron technically <laughs> for a little while there. Yeah, we know how that turned out. Three but- Jokers? <laughs> really, DC? <laughs> God, I hate you. Uh, yeah, there are three. But I love you. <laughs> there are three Jokers. There's Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, and <laughs> not Jared Leto. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what they put <laughs> for the the comic book versions. Yeah, oh. so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that always tickled me. That's so, the, the the way that they presented Metron is just like a from out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> it's like. You must not. <laughs> I won't ruin it for you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we won't ruin it for you, but you really need to read this. Oh just, my god! <laughs> I just kind of picture him as like uh, uh, Mr. Bean, essentially, <laughs> just in a big cosmic chair. It's <laughs> 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 like it's like I also imagine him with a very animated face for like an old person (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know just small things oh yeah but yeah it was a great issue it kept me interested for more and the new issue issue three is coming out this week so hey pick it up on wednesday yeah that's right check it out (laughs) uh and with that let's get into the news all right so uh what do we got going on in the world of comics our all-time favorite movie, uh, Justice League Part One. <laughs> <laughs> Have they confirmed that it's a Part One, or I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, at this point, fuck I it. I hope they just cancel. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a Part Two, I don't need it. <laughs> uh, the there another trailer is coming out. This will be the fourth trailer, I think, is coming out tomorrow, which is uh, October eighth, and. Uh, it's probably going to just be reshoots <laughs> of the original trailer <laughs> since they had to reshoot this movie like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember looking this up 
earlier and i just i could not stop chuckling at this yeah again maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised and it'll be good and you know i think aquaman looks probably great batman is batman it's hard to mess up batman yeah he is a fat murder bat (laughs) and then we got wonder woman still but that flash costume and cyborg Ooh. 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 <laughs> real rough. Uh, I mean, I understand the logic behind the Flash's costume is like basically give a, a guy powers and, you know, he, he's going to try to come up with his own suit. And not everyone's a tailor. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it looks like he's just crafted a bunch of stuff together piecemeal and just kind of strung it together because just maybe so, he's so fast it'll fall off so busy <laughs> so shiny there's a lot going on and uh, not nearly as much as what's going on with cyborg though uh, honestly i'm gonna do my best to not watch it because i'm dc at least the snyder vs. dc is horrible about spoilers in the trailers just the absolute worst and I just don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. If there's anything to be gained, in, at least in the form of a surprise, I want it to be an actual surprise. Uh, yeah, like know. a for real surprise. Uh, anything else on it? Uh, well, it would be nice to see them maybe turn up the color saturation a little bit. Yeah, because maybe a little less gray. Yeah, like I, I don't know what it is about like how they handle their colors, but they muted the shit out of like everyone's costume. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get to see Cavill's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll put makeup over it like Romero. Oh, <laughs> Romero's Joker. Oh, put some makeup over it. Is like makeup on that. Though. Nobody will notice. <laughs> This Mission Impossible apparently can't function without his <laughs> without mustache. His... <laughs> they they couldn't like spring for you know a tape on. Yeah, so, we, we have so to s- CGI this shit out. This, oh my god! This movie is just in production hell. Oh. <sighs> like uh, it's about to be released and it's still in production hell. Yeah. <laughs> Our next news item: The Tick will return February twenty eighteen. On Amazon Prime. And I don't know what the raving, ratings were like. I haven't seen the new one. I watched the old one all the time because I thought it was funny. But uh, I haven't watched it. I have Amazon Prime. I just haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually have watched all six of their episodes currently. And I'll say this. Uh, the Tick is going to look weird in that first episode. But they fixed that immediately with the second episode. How so? Uh, well, after they aired the first episode, they, I think, basically got the okay to do, like, the other five. Oh, really? And it looks like they definitely redesigned his suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, with Also, with that said, this is very much an Arthur story. <laughs> Very much an Arthur story, and it works. Right. It definitely works. Uh, watch it. For the love of God, watch this show. Yeah, I need to. Although I'm behind on several things, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I Add still haven't watched all the Marvel stuff on Netflix, and I'm just I'm just the worst. Add it to the list. I, I am. I'm, I'm the worst. 
first. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the news docket, we have uh, Vertigo announced at New York City Comic Con. Uh, Vertigo will relaunch in 2018. Hey! I haven't announced what titles yet, but that's cool because Vertigo, for those who don't know, is the mature version of DC. And they basically take the more fringe characters from DC and make more adult stories. Used to be more like, you know, Constantine and uh, Swamp Thing and that. Hashtag safe Constantine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I miss Constantine. Uh, Not not Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Please come back. Oh, we miss you. We miss you so much. Sultry voice. Beautiful face. Brilliant. English bastard. <laughs> we love you. Speaking of the English, we like Jaff Cakes. Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Jaffy or Jaffa. Yeah, they're not a sponsor. We just uh. like them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I- I'm glad to see Vertigo is finally kicking it back because basically DC just kind of plundered <laughs> all of Vertigo. <laughs> And uh, the new 52 reboot and uh, have not stopped plundering Vertigo since. So Vertigo has just kind of slowly died. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it definitely needs its time to come back and really shine like it can. Yeah. And granted, I like DC having more mature content in the main DC line. But um, DC still won't go to certain lengths. They still won't go beyond certain bars, whereas Vertigo had no problem with pushing the envelope because they knew kids wouldn't accidentally pick one up or something, you know. So uh, look out for that in 2018. Look out for the new releases coming to that line pretty soon. If they have released uh, lists of it, I haven't seen it yet. So, And that, my friends, is the news. So what books are we going to be hitting up this week? <laughs> Well, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of stuff coming up, so bear with me. Uh, Internet seems to be reloading, so we'll see if uh, we get interrupted. From Marvel Comics, we have all-new Wolverine, number 25, Legacy. We have Daredevil, number 27, we have Gwenpool, number 21, Legacy. We have Hulk, number 11. We have Inhumans, Once and Future Kings, number 3. We have Marvel Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 23. We have Miss Marvel, number 23. We have Rocket, number 6. We have Runaways, number 2. We have Star Wars, Dr. Afra. <laughs> number th- I always stumble on the name like Afra Afra number 13 fucking nerds <laughs> we have the amazing spider-man number 789 legacy we have the amazing spider-man renew your vows number 12 we have the defenders number 6 legacy we oh have- yeah that's right renew your vows that's a good one yeah we talked about it last time I think yeah we did uh, the Despicable Deadpool, number 287, Legacy. The Falcon, number one, Legacy. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 25. 
Uncanny Avengers, number 28, Legacy. Weapon X, number 9. X-Men Blue, number 13, Legacy. And Zombies Assemble 2, number 3. I'm scared. (laughs) From IDW, we have variants, 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 variants. Variants, 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 variants. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, nothing but variants. Sorry, IDW. From DC, we have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number fifteen. We have Bombshells United, number three. We have DC. Oh, excuse me. We have Dark Knights Metal, number three. We have Detective Comics, number 966. We have Gotham City Garage, number one. We have Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns, number 30. We have Justice League of America, number 16. We have New Superman, number 16. We have Ragman, number one. Pick this one up. We have Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 15. We have Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 86. We have Scooby Apocalypse, (laughs) the hipster, number 18. We have Suicide Squad, number 27. We have Supergirl, number 14. We have Superwoman, number 15. We have The Flash, number 32. We have Wildstorm, Michael Cray, number 1. We have Wonder Woman, number 32. That wraps up DC. From Image, we have Atomahawk, number zero. We have Eternal Empire, number five. We have God Complex, number one. We have Redlands, number three. We have Retcon, number two. We have Scales and Scoundrels, number two. We have The Divided States of Hysteria, number five. Sounds familiar? We have The Dying and the Dead, number six. We have The Family Trade, number one. And that wraps up Image. Keep doing what you're doing. We love you, Image. Oh, yeah. From Dynamite, we have Fruit Ninja, number two. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. You're serious. I wonder if you just swipe the pages. (laughs) Uh, it, will that shred it? That would be wonderful. <laughs> probably just as entertaining. Uh, probably. We have your boy, the Dresden Files, Dogman number five. For a second there, I thought you were reading off a title that said, Ya boy. <laughs> ya boy. <laughs> ya boy's number one. Next title, Ya boy. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up Dynamite. From Dark Horse, we have American Gods, Shadows, number eight, which has some cool covers with it. We have Briggsland, Lone Wolves, number five. We have Gru, Play of the Gods, number four. We have Harrow County, number 26. We have Hellboy and the BPRD, 1955, Occult Intelligence, number two. <sighs> Shorten your titles, man. <laughs> and that wraps up Dark Horse. 
From Boom Studios, we have Adventure Time 2017 Spooktacular, number one. We have Diesel Gear Shift Special, number one. We have Lazaretto, number two. Hopefully I pronounced that right. We have Mech Cadet U, number three. We have Slam, the next jam, number two. We have Skyborn, number five. And finally, The Woods, number 36. Let's see here. From Archie Comics, we have Archie Halloween Spectacular, number one. We have Betty and Veronica, Double Comics Digest, number 257. We have Marvel Comics Digest, number three, Thor. We have World of Archie Jumbo Comic Digest, number 72. Uh, huh. Valiant has nothing but variants. Shame on you, Variant. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier, from DC, I forgot this one because it's listed poorly. <laughs> we have Mr. Miracle number three. Yes. <laughs> the one you should be picking up most. Yes. Don't want to forget that one. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And digital devices this week. Now it's time to hand out the prestigious, nay life-changing, award of Cover of the Week and Variant Cover of the Week. For those unfamiliar, this is where we hand out our favorite cover and Variant Cover of the Week. And uh, give a shout-out to the artists. Yeah. It's, uh, let's see what we got here. Our regular Cover of the Week goes to... Gotham City Garage, number one, by Raphael Albuquerque. This cover's pretty cool. It's got Harley Quinn on a motorcycle. Everybody does Harley Quinn now. But uh, yeah, this was cool because she's on a motorcycle, and she's got a wrench. She's about to beat some ass. She's a hot, crazy clown. <laughs> on a motorcycle. That, that's what we're into nowadays. <laughs> but no, it's just it's good artwork. It looks cool. I'd put it up happily. So Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, some of the regular covers this week haven't been spectacular a lot of good variants but we can only give the award to one variant so that's right and speaking now, of that variant <laughs> <laughs> uh and again shout out to Raphael albuquerque hopefully hopefully i'm pronouncing your name correctly for our variant cover of the week we hand it to mr miracle number three by mitch garads or gerards hopefully one of those is correct it's your boy, Mitch. This Back one, at it again. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty cool one. It has uh, Mr. Miracle in his regular outfit. It's got free. Uh, with a beard, glasses, and a Batman t-shirt. Oh, yeah. With what looks like kind of a huge group of paparazzi around him. But on all the screens, you see Mr. Miracle in his costume on the screens. And it's it's all like the panels you saw from the first comic where everything's kind of staticky and strange and it's a distorted image yeah so it just adds to the intrigue of the story and that's that's my favorite thing when a variant cover or regular cover for that matter instead of just going out on a limb and doing their own thing actually adds to the story and i feel like this variant cover actually adds to the story and the intrigue yeah this the the concept this is concept art it's like imagine for a moment 
you have all of these people, the paparazzi, if you will, yeah. uh, taking a picture of like, oh, it's this famous hero, Mr. Miracle. He can escape from anything. And it's like on all of the phones and cameras, you see Mr. Miracle in all his glory. Yeah. But what is actually in front of you is just a guy who looks tired and kind of worn down by life trying to deal with the fact that he's being watched all of the time and maybe doesn't want to have anything to do with that or maybe he's just he's just done yeah <laughs> so uh shout out again once again to mitch garads or gerards hopefully spelled g-e-r-a-d-s hopefully one of those pronunciations were correct um unfamiliar with your work so i apologize um what do you think of our choice? Pretty good. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Week. I, I would, I, I would definitely say um, the variants this week were all pretty good. Mm. But uh, it, it's like you said that this was the one cover that actually like ac- adds something yeah. to the story. It's like you you get to see a new perspective on like the life of a hero. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a small shout out to American Gods from Dark Horse Comics, though, because they had their regular cover was pretty neat too. It had kind of like a scientist going crazy with a cadaver with some spectators and stuff. And you know, anytime you have excessive anatomy at, <laughs> including internal organs at play, and yeah. you draw it well, it's go- it's gonna win my heart a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, their variant was actually pretty cool. It had a really unique kind of like. I don't know. I feel like it's like a DMT trip <laughs> of one of the characters, you know, just yeah, a very spatially diverse and colorful picture is pretty cool. So Kinda shout out psychedelic. Yeah, they didn't win our covers of the week, but they get a shout out because I appreciated both of them. Oh yeah. All right, and for our new friends out there, this is the part of the show where we each bring a topic to discuss about the world of comics. Emery, what's your topic? My topic for today is, well, as you know, it's October. It's that time of year again. It is that time of year when everyone who's into comics or comic book related media is becoming more and more acquainted with the world of cosplay. (laughs) I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Uh, I, I think you can see where where I'm going with this. <laughs> uh, for any of you watching the actual video, I am wearing just one part of the Gambit costume that I am going to be wearing later this month. Um, yeah, uh, my topic is actually going to be about the entry of getting into cosplay. And I'm going to say from experience, it, uh, it, it there's lots of ways to get into it. Uh, with this thing that I'm wearing on my face right now. Oh, correction. Uh, I'm wearing it on literally every other part of my head except my face. Um, I basically just bought something off of Amazon and cut, cut out the face to it. Yeah. Um, a lot of, from what I've seen, uh, there's a lot of cosplayers out there that like to get into, like, 
different materials, maybe like uh, warbla, like moldable things like that. Yeah, there's a few of them that even have like their own uh, fabric line at Joanne Fabrics and stuff. I've seen them before. Oh yeah, they're super expensive too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not a cosplayer, but <laughs> I've I've been there a few times with uh, exes of mine, searching for things to uh, make different things with. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. it doesn't have to be that expensive. Getting into it uh, for certain, and if you don't yeah. have sewing skills, like it's just daunting. Like, oh yeah, I I've been interested. I've never cosplayed. I I mean, I've dressed up in costumes for like Halloween. You know, like I had, I still have it somewhere. I have like the Tim Burton batman mask with the yellow logo oh yeah it's like the rubber cowl that you pull down and sticks <laughs> up by itself and stuff and basically brilliant basically i just took a black bed sheet and cut spikes at the bottom <laughs> and tied it around my neck <clears throat> and then i wore some boots i spray painted black and uh some uh s- <laughs> like skateboarding like elbow pads and knee pads and like shin guards from soccer <laughs> and i spray painted those black and wore black clothes with it suitable armor yeah and it, it works pretty well it worked out then looked pretty cool i had some black gloves and stuff i'll probably show you a picture on here but that's as close as i've gotten and it was a one-time <laughs> halloween costume that i never wore again because the the mask tore up the back because my fat head <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that, that's as close as I've ever gotten. That that just makes me think of the Michael Keaton Batman Returns, like literally tears off that plastic thing that he calls like a mask <laughs> in yeah. order to like appeal to Catwoman and like say, please, please don't kill Christopher uh, Walken. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it is very daunting, especially for a guy like me who's never done it who doesn't know how to sew who doesn't want to spend a ton of money but also doesn't want to be that like (laughs) jack off and like the walmart (laughs) costume with like the big foam chest and stuff (laughs) that just a little it looks as silly as it is you know expensive yeah yeah if i wanted to if i was gonna cosplay i'd want it to at least look legitimate you know right look cool (laughs) yeah that that's the desire of every cosplayer is like like i want my costume to be fucking on point yeah it's got to be so good it's just such a hard line to get to you know oh yeah it looks cool but it doesn't look like goofy or like you know out of whack or super foamy and fake and right and like towing that line along with the line of you, you got to be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's also a big thing. <laughs> like it, it'd be one thing if you're committed to like focusing on one costume and spending a little bit of money on it over the course of years, but yeah. uh, it, it'd be a different thing if you decided, like, oh man, I have this really cool idea, and I'm going to see how much I can, how far I can get with this amount of money, yeah. and you only end up with like. An armored torso. Yeah. <laughs> I have a costume coming up for Halloween because uh, my girlfriend is, she's going to be dressing up as the, uh, 
was it the counselor or whatever from the Incredibles? I forget her name. The one with the bangs, the short one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. But basically, <laughs> she chose that because uh, I'm going as a character that doesn't wear a cape, and that's going to be our running <laughs> joke on Halloween. <laughs> it's like, about, no capes. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going to follow me around, <laughs> congratulating me on not wearing a cape. You know what character would work for that? You're probably guessing the character I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a character I love and have mentioned uh, on several occasions. Is it Nightwing? It, it, it ha- It's yes. <laughs> yeah. I knew I, it. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the jacket. I'm actually, I'm going to have like either black jeans or like some kind of black pants of some sort. And then uh, uh, a Nightwing jacket that I special ordered. And then I got to figure out how to do a domino mask without some strings making it look really goofy. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't understand how they hold it on there. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the trick. Spit? It... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At least not from what I've heard. Uh, there, There's a, a thing called spirit gum. Where it's basically just this uh, like kind of like a putty. Okay. That um, you basically put that on your face first, and then you affix the domino mask to your face. Okay. Yeah, that's the hardest part of the costume for me. But uh, basically, I'm just going to probably make some escrimis sticks out of PVC pipe or something. Oh, nice. I'll make like holsters on my leg or something. Sweet. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I got some (laughs) old army boots I can use and stuff, but... Hey, uh, I actually, funny you should mention Nightwing, Um, there's a website where I saw literally a belt buckle uh, with a Nightwing insignia on it, and it lights up. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. It's like a bright blue bird right right over your (laughs) junk. So Superman, or uh, Batman has the bright symbol on his chest, so criminals (laughs) will aim at his chest, whereas Kevlar is, Nightwing's going to have him aim at his dick. (laughs) 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 Just flashing, flashing groin. It's like, I I don't know what it is, but I got to hit that belt buckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I'm going for. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how it turns out. Now, I know you have a lot of the com- components for Gambit already. I know you got the trench coat or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely have the jacket, which, fun fact, can kind of double as a Rick Deckard jacket from Blade Runner. Um, I've got that. I actually am about to order a chest piece that is going to look... Either really sick or really kind of like, dude, but why? (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the the funny thing about uh, cosplaying certain characters is that um, I don't know what it is about certain artists designing characters for the first time, but there are certain characters out there, kind of like Mr. Miracle here, that make you go, what the ass? <laughs> what is he wearing? Yeah, I feel like, like there's a lot of characters out there that are just so hard to pull off <laughs> in a way that isn't not only super inconvenient, but 
right goofy looking right it's like if i were to cosplay mr miracle which god help me if i ever try that um one a mask that somehow comes off and completely when it comes on uh conforms to his face down to his mouth and then right behind that, we have a Spawn-style, really high-collar cape. Yeah. Which... With the it, giant gold medallions. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty tough to pull off. Oh, yeah. And that's not even considering like the rest of his just very uniquely designed costume. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of red and yellow, and then another red, and then another yellow. Yeah, you would definitely have to do a lot of sewing to pull that one off. Oh, yeah. yeah there's, you're not going to find a pre-built Mr. Miracle outfit. Oh, well, if this gets enough traction, you might. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... I always thought it was interesting, like, the barrier of entry into the world of cosplay. Because it, it just... It can seem very daunting, especially yeah. if you're Much going like the, comics. <laughs> oh yeah, like especially if you're going the sewn route. Uh, but as I found, you find the right materials, or the right amount of like things that have already been made. It can be pretty easy. You just you know get get your wallet prepared. Yeah. I do have some cosplay pet peeves, especially at comic conventions. Oh, yeah? For example, people that go to comic-exclusive events as, say, a video game character (laughs) or some kind of, you know, cartoon character that has never been a comic, some kind of live TV or movie character that has never been a comic, you know? People that show up to Comic Cons as Indiana Jones <laughs> or show up to Comic Cons as, you know, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I guess Power Rangers is currently a comic, but before it wasn't. People that show up as Mario and Luigi at uh. comic conventions, like there's no <laughs> there's no reason to be Mario and Luigi or Master Chief, you know. You are at the wrong convention, sir. That stuff annoys the hell out of me. I don't know why. I have no reason to give them grief, but it, just in my mind, I'm like, you son of a... <laughs> you know? It's like you fucked up. You're at the wrong event. <laughs> get out of my place. Get, get off my lawn. Yeah. You kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here refusing to cosplay because it's expensive and hard to pull off. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, um, yeah. So I have some small pet peeves with that stuff. And, of course, everybody has to be Deadpool. And it's just... Uh, there's always a Deadpool. 600 Deadpools. You might have <laughs> one Spider-Man, you know. Every uh, once in a while, you'll see a cool, really cool ones. But most people are Mario, Luigi, Power Ranger, uh, Deadpool... <laughs> Spider-Man. Fucking basic easy shit. Yeah, I can't even think of any other ones that I see more often than those five. It's like, you rarely have I ever seen someone do something. The paid something... ones go as some kind of sexy whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, obviously they're professionals. There was one convention I remember going to where... Oh, some... Harley Quinn. Oh, of course, because that's the new thing now. Couldn't forget that one. Yeah. Uh, there's one 
that I thought I would never see. But I think this is like right after the movie came out when it kind of became a thing, but still kind of like, wait, but why though? Mm-hmm. Um, the Watchmen's comedian. Really? Yeah. So uh, some some guy on purpose decided to dress up as the character who committed a rape. <laughs> to be fair, in the comic, she ends up with him anyway. <laughs> some kind uh, of, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about you know the the nature of miracles and how, for some reason, uh, a rape victim can still end up with the person who raped them later yeah. on down the line. What's that syndrome called? Uh. uh I was going to say Stockholm, but that's just from, like, falling in love with the person who kidnapped yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Or rapist, I guess. Ish. It, it, in, <laughs> yeah. Never thought I'd see someone intentionally dress up as that character. Yeah. That being said... Someone's got to do it. <laughs> their costume was on point. <laughs> was it like the... Um... Uh, movie version? No, it was actually the uh, comic book version. Oh wow! Yeah, put a lot of a lot of care into the uh, comic book accuracy of this one. So, do you have a favorite cosplayer or anything like that? Uh, favorite cosplayer? Uh, I actually have one currently, and uh, from if I remember correctly, uh, his uh, Twitter handle is Monkey of Steel. Uh, he's actually done a couple of uh, Bat in the Sun videos where uh, he dressed up as Wolverine and was easily the most on-point Wolverine I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, like I have to pull up a picture. It's like He has the like comic book accurate like head mask. And like the, the second I saw it, it was just like, that's Wolverine. That's fucking Wolverine right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls it off pretty good. Oh, yeah. He he definitely knows how to do it. Like if I were doing a movie or like making a movie about the X-Men, I would get that guy. I don't know. It looks cool for like the YouTube purposes but i still argue against your point <laughs> i still think the wolverine headpiece just looks so goofy in, in real life it looks cool in drawings but i don't know if i saw a guy wearing that headpiece in real life i'd probably just laugh and walk away <laughs> look man if you can justify captain america having an a on his face and wings on the side of his head. Yeah, but at least it's just a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Wolverine thing like fans out across it. <laughs> he looks like a reindeer. <laughs> he just has these random flaps that serve no purpose whatsoever. Be that as it may, my God, does it look amazing. Yeah, he does pull it off pretty good, though. I don't know if I can it... take a full movie of that, but... I'll take a full movie of that. Uh, I think the short, like short, short fans <laughs> look a little better. The uh, down to a minimum fans. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the fur like it fanning like further and further out. Eh. I think it looks cool. Maybe not everyone's gonna buy it, but like an I'll, I'll buy that shit all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ones? Um. Trying to think of another one. Uh, shit. Uh, also in the Bad in the Sun videos. Uh, the guy who dresses up as Spider-Man. Uh, is Aaron Schunke? You would know better than I would. Yeah. I've seen the, all these videos, but I don't know any of their names. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I think he did the mocap work for the video game Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he... <laughs> I think he's my favorite like Spider-Man cosplayer. He's just so on point with his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody does Spider-Man, though. Yeah, it's Spider-Man and Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Deadpool. At least for men, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess we get a lot of Gwenpools, too. Uh, Gwenpools, just Lady Deadpool, That that's becoming a thing. Yeah. It just For some reason, that costume is just, like... Granted, like... it you can pull it off in real life and make it look cool, so I can see why it's so common. Yeah, it's like, as long as you have a decent mask, the rest of it is just put some red on a black bodysuit or black on a red bodysuit, get some boots, and you're good. I don't know. Pretty much anything with a cowl or, like, a full helmet, like, face thing, like a stormtrooper or something, it's just miserable. (laughs) Because it it doesn't breathe. Yeah. It doesn't breathe for shit. wearing all this rubber (laughs) pasted to your face, and you're sweating your balls off. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, I I don't know how they did it. It's like even in um, the actual movie, like Star Star Wars. God, I was about to say Star Trek. What the fuck am I thinking? How dare you? How How dare dare I? You, sir. Uh, But uh, yeah, (laughs) I remember looking at uh, Mark Hamill take that helmet off, and you're just like, (gasps) (laughs) it's like, oh my god. (laughs) I don't know. For me, uh, I don't really know cosplayers that well, but uh, one person I can name who has gone far above and beyond uh, normal cosplaying standards is Adam Savage. Adam Savage. For Mythbusters, obviously, and uh, com and stuff. But he does so many awesome costumes. And again, he, his profession is, you know, movie props and effects and stuff. So makes that, sense. that's how they started their career. Um, but it's just excellent. I love it. Uh, he had the, the two Hellboy costumes. He had the movie Hellboy. And then he had the comic Hellboy costume. And then uh, I think he did Buzz Lightyear one year. And then he had, um, uh, what's the guy from Futurama? Zoidberg. <laughs> he did the Zoidberg costume with the, uh, the, the, the RC powered yeah, tentacles. Oh, oh my God. He, he's done some really, really cool, really awesome costumes, him and the, his group at Tested. Um, so I definitely want to give a shout out to him. 
if not if for nothing else the zoid like the actual moving tentacles for zoidberg alone yeah he's just <laughs> he just goes so far above and beyond uh the the stand the normal standard granted he he spends pretty much all year building these things for san diego comic-con and stuff oh yeah but, uh, it's a perfect place to display it uh another one that's pretty hard to talk about and not mention is jessica negri because oh man here we go i mean obviously <laughs> there's two big obvious reasons why <laughs> uh, it's pretty. People un- appreciate her cosplay. Pretty undeniable. <laughs> there's a, a. She's very self-aware about it, I believe. Oh um, yeah, like her, if you follow her on uh, Instagram at all, it, like it's very clear she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's which is fine. You know, she's she's pretty cool. I I love her on podcasts and stuff. She just seems like a cool person. Yeah, she does some pretty awesome cosplays. She she definitely knows uh, what brings the boys to the yard, <laughs> but she's done some pretty cool ones. I mean, uh, I think my favorite one she did was um, Assassin's Creed Four one where she, she oh did yeah the, uh, uh, pirate outfit or whatever for Assassin's Creed Four, and I think they I think Ubisoft actually paid her to do that for them. Yep. They did like a whole video with it and stuff. That was actually. Uh surprisingly tame yeah. for her yeah it was pretty tame but she, she, she does awesome stuff and like she creates all her stuff herself and you know special orders a few things but from what i've seen uh on her posts and on her podcasts and stuff she she, she she's legit she goes all for it man i am actually surprised she hasn't gotten work as a costumer yet yeah uh so obviously I'm not like big into cosplay, you know, beyond one Halloween costume. I haven't really dipped my feet into it. You're a little bit more deeper into it and you a little more. Uh, <laughs> but those are two cosplayers I know well and have a lot of respect for. And obviously I've <laughs> <laughs> Adam Savage everybody knows for Mythbusters and his movie production stuff, but he's also just like an outrageously cool cosplayer. Um yeah. I don't know if it was him or his assistant that did the Zoidberg one, but I know that he contributed in building it. Um, but yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's a lot of great ones out there. And like I said, some of them even have their own brand at, you know, stores like Joanne Fabrics and uh, what's the other one? M- Michael's and probably Hobby Lobby too, you know, where they yeah. have their own special fabrics so that you can make your own cosplay costumes in similar fashions. Yeah, there's actually, now that you bring up uh, costumes that go above and beyond, I remember this was like right after uh, Iron Man, or maybe it was Iron Man 2, At uh, I had started taking notice of cosplay more. Is uh, Iron Man is huge, so why not uh, try to make a costume that looks like you're actually Iron Man? Um, it seemed impossible, at least to me. Like I, I, I didn't know how anyone could possibly make something like that movable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's this guy that found a way to not only move in a costume that makes him look like he's either Iron Man or War Machine, depending on which one he wants. But, uh, the, the face flips up. 
Yeah, I've seen those videos. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that blew me away when I saw that stuff. It's like, holy shit, we're getting close. Yeah, <laughs> so close to reality. Oh. but uh, it looks like I finally <laughs> figured out who that uh, cosplayer was that has the brand name at, with Joanne's at least is Yahya Han, who's pretty famous for doing tons of costumes, and then she decided to make her own business in the fabrics and made a partnership with Joann's and everything. So that's huh. the one I was thinking of, uh, Yahya Han. So check that stuff out if you're into cosplay, because her fabrics are pretty unique if you go in there. They're, they're, I don't know. I thought they were pricey, but again, I know nothing about <laughs> right. how much to pay for a yard of fabric or whatever yeah but her fabrics as... were pretty unique compared to the rest of the ones that were in there so they yeah. are very much specialized for costume making yeah for actually constructing costumes from like scratch i still kind of know next to nothing about that like <laughs> I, I i know about materials that some would use like specifically for crafting like armor pieces yeah but uh that's about it. <laughs> uh, if you need me to craft you a ghillie suit, I can do that for you. <laughs> hey! Yeah, it won't be the prettiest thing in the world, but <laughs> eh, it'll be functional and army certified. <laughs> it, that's okay. I, 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 I guess that counts. Yeah. Does my army ghillie suit count <laughs> when I was in the army? Um, uh, if we... I had to build it. <laughs> Here's the thing for that. Uh, to make that cosplay, uh, I would need you to grow out your hair a little longer, <laughs> grow out your beard... Yeah, and I do that in the army. Yeah, and I would also give you a bandana <laughs> so that we could turn you into Snake from the sixties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like almost anything you can turn into cosplay nowadays. Hideo Kojima, <laughs> I'm available. Hey, Metal Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear. Oh well, anything else to add to your cosplay top? Um. Now that I can think of, I just uh, say if you're looking into it, uh, it's a lot easier than you think. But if you want to go hardcore, you, the the sky's the limit. Again, very much like comics itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very daunting and very scary to approach and jump into because you don't know where in the continuity you're going to end up. But uh, there are places to jump in. I think once you jump in, yeah. it's, it's pretty hard to stop. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. My topic is going to be about uh, something I have a lot of experience with, especially since we've started this podcast. Falling behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, as we know, comics, uh, they release a lot of content. Um, yeah. It seems more frequently as time goes on. Uh, sometimes uh, to the point where it feels a little exploitative. Because they keep releasing 600 variants of the same comic so that you'll buy it as many as you, you can. <laughs> right. Uh, because you think they'll have value, but then they kind of depreciate because there's so many. And uh, uh, other things like, you know, having a, you know, a million launch books for your new rebirth or reboot because you know people are going to buy them regardless of whether they're good content or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, Every time there's a reboot, whether it's New 52 or Rebirth or Convergence and whatever, uh, and all the Marvel ones <laughs> as, as well, you know, you you know you're going to get a ton of sales, at least initially, for those number ones. Um, <clears throat> and it always gets to a point for me where 
you know, I buy one, I buy two, I buy three, I buy four, you know, a week. And then, you know, I box them, I bag them, board them, make sure that they don't get, you know, damaged at all, you know, before I can get a chance to read them. And I just don't have the time to read them. And then it builds up on itself. And now, you know, I, for the past year, I've been at a point where I am buying and boarding and boxing comics. I don't even read because I, (laughs) because I haven't had the time to read the previous ones. Right. You know, to get caught up. And I don't want to spoil anything for myself by flipping through it or something. Right. So I get these comics and I get to look at the cover art and appreciate it. And that's it. <laughs> and then they're bagged and boarded, and they're stored away until I can finally read them. And then if I want to frame them, post them, or whatever, share them, whatever the case may be. And I know I'm not the only one in this. I know there's plenty of people that have the same issues, you know. There's only so much time in the week, whether it's, you know, a video game or a book or a comic book or movies or Netflix series you know yeah uh amazon series (laughs) all these things i need to catch up on and uh, i i eventually get to a point where i feel like i can't even enjoy the discussion because i'm so afraid something's going to get spoiled for me right so afraid that something's going to get talked about and uh i know we try to avoid this but sometimes you know especially when things are a year two years three years old right we go into it anyway and Granted, if anybody's annoyed by that, I'm sorry. I understand it. You know, I've, I've totally been in those situations. Um, but I just don't know how to deal with it. Like, do I just <laughs> take a week off work to try to catch up on everything and see what I can get? You know, I still have obligations to, you know, my home life. I still have obligations for work and, you know, everything else and obviously the podcast is another big time eater you know at, yeah at some point you know i gotta come up with some kind of plan or else i'm just <laughs> gonna get buried in these series and it's gonna be so daunting to try to go back to it that i just won't even try and yeah that's what i'm most afraid of getting to a point where i just have so much to catch up on and i'm so far behind uh that i just i give up on it you know yeah that's um I wish I had an answer for that. Uh, it kind of depends on... Have you ever felt this way? And if so, like, how, how do you deal with it? Well, I can tell you I felt that way about several comic book titles. Um, there was a time in which I was following... Um, I think it was uh, All-New Ghost Rider. Uh, I was following that specifically because... I'm a long-time Ghost Rider fan. Like, he, he's he been uh, one of the characters that, uh, as a child, like, I would always look for toys of him. Yeah. Which was... Well, he's pretty cool looking, so... Oh, yeah. There's, like, motorcyclist, which... No, dur- I'm guessing old Ghost Rider, not new Ghost Rider, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, How do you feel about the new one? Uh, the new one... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... He's got a television show, or he was on television for a little bit. (laughs) This is the thing, going back to your original issue of just falling behind. Uh, I, myself, had fallen behind on those comics, 
and just never really took the time to get back into them because like that was at a time when I was I had a lot of things going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I would like to revisit those and maybe see how those issues turned out because the first issue was or the first couple of issues were pretty amazing since uh Spoiler alert for all of you who haven't read the uh, all new Ghostwriter series that started in like 2015, maybe 2014, maybe 2013. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we bring in a new character named uh, Robbie Reyes, which for some reason in Marvel we really like having alliterative names. Uh, but Robbie Reyes is. A guy who's looking out for his little brother or cousin, I think. It's unclear. I think it's his brother. Um, He's looking out for his brother who is confined to a wheelchair and I think in the comics actually might have some kind of developmental disability. Okay. Uh, It's unclear. But at night, when no one's watching, not even the people who he works for which he works for a garage which is why he has access Mm. to cars okay he finds this uh nice tricked out hot rod and decides to take uh drag racing well not drag racing just street racing so his he doesn't have a motorcycle he has a hot rod he has a car this is ghost rider with a car yeah yeah think about that for a minute he's not riding anything (laughs) he's ghost rider not ghost driver (laughs) marvel (laughs) quit disneyfying everything (laughs) it hurts (laughs) um but the interesting concept for this was Tom Cruise movie, Jack Reacher. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jack a... Reacher with <laughs> Ghost Rider and Jack reaching with his title. Um, boom, boom. Uh, sick burn, bro. Oh, so sick. <laughs> Someone, somebody, get that ointment for that sick burn. Uh, uh, yeah, with this title, like the the big thing was. Instead of having him tied to a demon, we're just going to have him tied to his uncle, who was a Satanist, who, for some reason, like, when he died... Mr. Crowley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like his uncle is called Eli Morrow. He's basically Mr. Crowley in this story. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, His uncle has somehow spiritually fused himself to this car. And when Robbie Reyes takes it racing one night, uh, he... Is Stephen King aware that this exists? <laughs> so I feel like a lawsuit should be filed. <laughs> um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Continue. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it might be somewhat inspired by his work. Yeah. But, uh, Sounds very familiar. Yeah, he drives it uh, in a street race. He drives into a back alley with a dead end, and he gets gunned down because he 
maybe kind of cheated? I don't know. I don't know how you cheat in a street race other than just being too souped up, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Robbie Reyes dies. And then comes back to life as the ghost writer. (laughs) All right. And I I wanted to see where that went. Never got to it? it. Nope. Nope, never got to it. Other things happened in my life that I was uh, a bit too busy. Understandable. And yeah, there are other titles just like that that I have very... What's what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, reluctantly. That's the word. Mm. I've very reluctantly had to abandon for, for the sake of just things coming up in my life that I had to take care of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this isn't exclusively a problem with comics either. It's I think it's more of a problem with comics simply because so many come out so quickly and they reboot every three years (laughs) it feels like two or three years there's another reboot right um so it's just hard to follow and hard to remember what took place where and what's connected to what you know was darkest night relevant to you know (laughs) new 52 yes it kind of was but it kind of wasn't because they kind of acknowledged it but sometimes they didn't you know yeah just stuff like that adds to the confusion and the daunting task of jumping back in that actually night, excuse me. It, that actually makes me think of like the the daunting task of trying to get into like the amazing Spider-Man from like issue 1. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like cuz they they have like 500 or more, maybe mm. 600. It might be 700. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it's kind of insane. Uh Looking back at uh, issues that have gone on that long, I can see why they would reboot so that, you know, people could have a jumping in point. I think uh, that's a big reason why, like, the bigger characters tend to do better. For example, Batman, Superman, those types of books. Yeah. Because there's very, very little turnover in the narrative with Superman and Batman. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, one of them dies and somebody <laughs> takes their place temporarily or something. Yeah. But generally speaking, you know that Batman is Bruce Wayne, his parents <laughs> are dead, and he's beating the shit out of somebody because he's angry that his parents are dead. There's <laughs> very clear constants that are just things you can rely on. Yeah, you know, his love interest will probably die. <laughs> Unless it's Catwoman. (laughs) Who will just leave and then come back later. Yeah. And then with Superman, you know that, hey, his planet blew up. He grew (laughs) up with the Kents. He's from Smallville. He's a reporter. He's in love with Lois Lane. Maybe Wonder Woman, New 52. (laughs) (laughs) Like a a lady who's kind of intimidating with dark hair. (laughs) But generally speaking, there's very little turnover with those characters. They tell more or less the same sorts of stories right over and over again with some cool flair once in a while and you know i'm looking at you snyder uh, <laughs> and uh, you know they they get things right and uh for the people that are trying to either get into comics or get back into a comic book those are the ones i usually go to specifically batman because it's just so easy for me to go to batman and be like 
okay, I know generally what the context is. There might be one spoiler or two spoilers, you know, like, oh, something happened to Alfred or something happened to, you know, Damien or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, then it, I'll be a little lost. But generally speaking, I can kind of pick up what's going on like without it, spoiling too much for myself. Yeah, like there's a crime. Batman's got to stop it. Who is he punching in the face this week? <laughs> yeah, that's especially true for Superman sometimes. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a few exceptions. Uh, yeah, for Superman, but, it's like, oh, the, the planet's in danger, or specifically Metropolis is in danger. Yeah. Everything is about to come crashing down. Yeah. Who is Superman punching in the face this week? Now, there's some <laughs> books that are just so daunting to get back into if you haven't kept up, and I th- the biggest example is X-Men for me. Oh, yeah. I, always, I miss X-Men so much because I stopped reading it about three or four years ago. And I just, I'm so far behind now. I have no idea what they did with their Secret Wars 2 or whatever <laughs> and their, their latest rebirth. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I have no idea what's going on now. And there's so many, not new characters, but different versions of characters together. <laughs> and I just, I have no idea what's going on or what I should care about or what's a spoiler and what I should avoid and what has already been spoiled for me. Uh, and I just don't want to even touch it. <laughs> Cause I have no, I, if, even if I wanted to go back and use say comiXology or whatever to catch up, I have no idea where to even begin. <laughs> Cause there's been s- at least one reboot if not two and uh, i i have no yeah. idea who's on which x-men group and which one's the official x-men group and which one's just <laughs> like an auxiliary story you know uh, yeah the 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 sheer number of x titles that come out at any given moment can make it a little daunting to try to follow what's going on generally with the x-men yeah. which um if there's one thing that you can count on it's that uh, somebody's hating on the X-Men this week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a, I'm a very narrative-driven person, whether it's video games, movies, comics, you name it. I, you know, there, I there has to be a plot. I, I, I get very invested in the plot and in the characters and whatever else. And if I feel like I've forgotten an aspect or I'm not immersed in that aspect of the character anymore... Generally speaking, I don't even try to go back to it because I know if I go back to it, I'll just want to go f- back to the beginning and re- reestablish everything <laughs> it's like in my mind. Refresh everything. And that takes even more time, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do this a lot with video games nowadays, like uh, Divinity Original Sin. Very oh, cool yeah. game, very narrative heavy, a lot of backstory, a lot of stuff you got to read and whatever else. And I was enjoying myself. I played it for probably a month straight and still wasn't close to finishing it i don't think and uh there's just a lot of cool narration i was really into the story but then i took a break from it because i got busy with something and i just i probably will never go back to it not because it wasn't great but because like i have forgotten so much of the narrative and so much of the character development and i just i I can't start that game again you know i just don't have the time yeah it's a time sink and I'm, I'm that way with movies. I'm that way with, you know, TV series. and Oh, God, yeah. I, I just, there's just so much, and it's such a struggle to culturally stay up, <laughs> updated and relevant, you know. Yeah. And be able to join in the conversations without worrying that you're, something that you want to read in the future is gets spoiled for you, something you want to watch in the future gets spoiled for you or something. And, uh, 
you know, I know that some people have time limits a year, you know, usually five months or six months to a year is where people kind of cut, cut you off. But there's just so much content out there. It's so difficult to keep up with. And I, I'm not complaining about there being a lot of content. It's good that there's plenty of choices in the world we live in. But yeah, if you have more than one passion, it's just so hard to keep up, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's almost as daunting as starting comics to get back into comics, you know. Yeah. Or back into a series, at least. It, it kind of feels like you'd have to take, like, an extended sabbatical yeah. Just to come current, I guess. Yeah. Which, honestly, I, I've become more and more convinced of the conclusion that I've come to, which is being current isn't all that necessary. Uh, as long as you are enjoying what you're reading, or enjoy it enough to, if you have other things going on, pick it back up again later. If it's worth it to do that, then more power to that particular thing that you're trying to get back into. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> uh, if there's one thing that I can more appreciate as time goes on, specifically for comic books, it's uh, graphic novels. Uh, for me... Uh, I feel like I was able to actually get through The Watchmen only because by the time I had finally gotten to it, it was in like a completed graphic novel form yeah. that I could just spend an afternoon or an evening just isolated with this one thing that I finally wanted to read from like front to back. Yeah, that's one thing I did with Walking Dead that I'm happy I I have been doing. Basically, I just wait for the compendiums. Yeah, which is I don't know fifty issues or something. It's huge. Oh yeah, it's a lot of content. But basically, I I wait till those come out and then I get one and then I I read it from cover to cover. And thankfully, I wasn't a big zombie guy when the show was coming out, and I didn't even watch the first season until like two seasons in, three oh, seasons yeah. in or whatever. So nothing was really spoiled for me, and I was able to catch up. And thankfully, the comic and the TV show diverged a little bit, and then they came back together later. But thankfully, nothing was really spoiled for me by the time I could read the compendium. So that's one example where it did work out, yeah. <laughs> where waiting did help me out and uh, didn't hurt me, much like your your Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I think I also did something similar with The Walking Dead, uh, I, God, how long ago? This is years and years and years ago. Um, I think one of the things that was initially an, uh, a barrier of entry for me is uh, the black and white style. Uh, I don't know what it is about uh, monochromatic print, but uh, it just put me to sleep. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is a shame because it wasn't until like a little while into reading that that I grew to realize that, like, oh, I see what they're doing here. This is an homage to Night of the Living Dead, like the original George A. Romero film. Yeah. Like it was all in black and white. So they decided to go that route and... It was only after, like, reading, like, I think I had gotten past the uh, dealing with the governor. 
that uh, after reading that, that I had seen like season one start for that show. I was like, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing here. Yeah, they're keeping pretty close. I don't remember reading about Daryl. Oh, wait. The best character. He's an original creation. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I can relate to, like, being able to, like, enjoy reading a shit ton of uh, The Walking Dead, like, all in one sitting, and then getting into the show. Yeah. Which is pretty much how it happened for me, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much more to say. Anything to add? Uh, I would say, just reiterate, uh, don't stress too much about, like, needing to keep current. Uh, That is, like, the one thing that will... In some cases, lead a lot of people to make a foolish decision to like, oh, like I gotta stay current. I gotta watch all of Daredevil season two in like a couple of days. I'm calling off work. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I'm skipping school. Um, go to work. I th- <laughs> like that show is n- <laughs> that show is not going anywhere. It will be there when you get back home. Yeah, I think. Uh... Myself included, some people just put too much anxiety on themselves to complete stuff and, you know, keep up with what they like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I need to stop doing it to myself because every time I worry about, oh, something got spoiled for me or something, then I actually pick it up and read it and I realize that I had no context for it and the spoiler was maybe not what I thought it was, or maybe it was a little bit different in context. Right. Uh, It still sucks when something gets kind of spoiled for you and the surprise is taken away. It happens a lot on news sites, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Specifically for, like, new things. Like, I hate it when uh, in my Facebook feed or something, some thing, you know, Joker did this in the (laughs) newest comic, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like a year behind. You just spoiled the issue that came out today. You know, I hate that stuff. It drives me crazy. It's like, wait, but why? What led to, oh my God, I have so much reading. I don't necessarily know the context for it. I'm not going to click that article and read further because I'm not going to ruin it for myself even more. But when stuff like that happens, it's just, you know, it drives me crazy. I can't. The dreaded clickbait. Yeah. It's truly the worst. Uh, the Facebook paid advertisement clickbait at that, you know. <laughs> the algorithm knows how to target me. It just <sighs> drives me crazy. It spoils so much for me. It knows what uh, you like. So uh, don't worry about it, people. Just yeah. Get into it when you can. If something sounds interesting, even if you think you're not going to get the full impact because of the surprises or whatever just take a chance you know yeah uh, and it, it is easier to read collections when they're all together because you can you can read a year's worth of comics in you know two hours three hours whatever oh yeah uh, the, the biggest thing folks is that uh, this is this is entertainment <laughs> this is all entertainment um which by the way Speaking of entertainment, uh, Mr. Miracle, supremely entertaining and intriguing. Uh, Start it now. There are only two issues in. About to be three issues in. Um, But if you need to wait because you have other things going on, wait. Just 
don't stress it. Like this is supposed to be fun. Uh, that that's the entire point of this is you're supposed to enjoy these stories or those television shows or those movies. Uh, there is no real need to stay current that bad. For sure. Uh, like if someone's trying to have a conversation about it or spoil it, uh, go do something else. Tune it out. Uh, just ask them not to spoil it for you. Uh, wh- whatever it is, just uh, don't don't get too hung up on it. it. It's not that big a deal. Well, uh, before we move on, I just want to give out a, a little shout out to DC Comics. It seems like maybe they took our advice a little bit. And they no longer have the giant blue banner <laughs> blocking half the artwork. Granted, you know, the title's still there. And they still have their buttons, obviously, which is fine. Yeah, but branding. But they're actually <laughs> having the artwork there and available. They don't have the giant advertisement on top and then the blue banner, you know, oh, rebirth yeah. here and then, like, Mr. Miracle down here over his face. <laughs> yeah. And then this much artwork. Uh, they still put the barcode on the front. You don't need the popsicle and the thing. No, you don't. You don't need the barcode on the front. You can put that on the back the, easily. The owner can scan the back with no problems. Right. Yeah. You, you, it's nice to have a standard, but you don't need it on the front blocking the artwork, please. Yeah. Uh, I, I have one issue. Like out of all the things that we've mentioned, my biggest my biggest issue is. This right here. The GQ quote, yeah. <laughs> right. We The GQ co- quote is probably unnecessary. It's like, if anything, uh, you should be putting quotes for, you know, what people think of it on the inside of the issue yeah. somewhere. Uh, having it b- be like, oh, like, even these people know that, uh, that it's great. And yeah. If they like it, you should like it and buy it. No, no, we do not <laughs> need that in the front. Yeah, that's a fair criticism. If my personal preference to DC and Marvel does this too, they got their big giant red banners and their digital now banner and the barcode and everything. They're just as bad, but yeah, uh, I do appreciate that they took away that giant blue bar and they don't have the advertisement on the front. The DC Rebirth. I agree that it's yeah. kind of goofy to have the GQ quote <laughs> on here. They probably don't need that, but at least it's small. Yeah, they they at least have it kind of out of the if way. If you are going to put something big on the front. You know, yeah, make a bigger DC if you want, but give credit to the writer and the the comic artist. Yes, know? if it, anything should be bigger, it should, it be, should be like who made it exactly. You know, you got Tom King and Jaraz down here. Just, you know, get rid of this barcode, put it on the back. It's not going to hurt anybody, and just make the names bigger so we can actually see them and appreciate who's been creating this content. And you know, yeah. that's that's the best way to you know for comic book enjoyers and fans to find what they want to read is to have a a writer they enjoy or an artist they enjoy and be able to spot that hey every time i enjoy such and such comic book it seems to come from this guy or this guy and this woman or this woman and i'm just gonna keep picking up their stuff because obviously they know how to appeal to me you know oh yeah and I, i you know they get a little bit more credit than they used to but i still don't think they get enough credit and you know 
obviously it'd be nice to have like the inker you know on the front too you know yeah like the colorist you know that it's good that they give them credit in the book but you know it'd be nice to have their names on there instead of a giant barcode you know right a barcode (laughs) that you quote (laughs) a barcode that could clearly go in the back yeah uh i i do appreciate uh in a weird way uh where they show like clearly this is issue number two uh right underneath that they have in lettering uh the words of 12 yeah uh, that's it's, just because it's a, a special run it's not a continuing comic oh yeah but he's uh, always done that just the concept of having an expectation yeah. <laughs> like this is what you can expect yeah. at least 12 issues you know there's an end game oh oh yeah yeah this is this isn't going to be some open-ended, we're going to keep riding this yeah. train till the we're, wheels fall off we're story. We're stretch this as far as we can. <laughs> we're going to keep milking it, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nice to know that there's going to be... Like an actual end. An end, yeah. Yeah. A complete story is always appreciated. So with that, uh, we'll move on to our next segment, which is this week's Cosplayer of the Week. Ooh, who's this week's? This week's Cosplayer of the Week... Is Emery? It's me! With his gambit <laughs> mask. <laughs> I did it, guys. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I did it. Yeah, it he, it's on my face. <laughs> he does have the full outfit. We just don't have a picture of it right now. But Oh, yeah, yeah. We're naming him because I was too lazy to find one. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be me this time. Uh, maybe next time it'll be you. <laughs> Remember, you can submit your cosplay to us to be featured on our Cosplayer of the Week. At HTB Vids on Twitter. That's HTBVIDS. Ooh. On Twitter. Or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hit the books. Uh, please do not submit other people's cosplay. We don't want to accidentally post something that's not yours. Yeah. Wh- whatever you do, post your own work. Is there anything else? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a drag on sentence. Yeah, it was like, post I, your own work and... Uh, I thought there was something coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, be be respectful. Uh, just whatever you do, don't, don't post anything, like, weirdly graphic or nasty. Or do. Or do. We'll probably uh, feature you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feature if slash you can, embarrass if, if need be. If you post it on Twitter, it's probably safe. Yes. Yes, if it's safe for Twitter, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy, people. We're not going to, you know, <laughs> send hate your way. We... Uh, we're not going to send hate or shame. Uh, just, you know, make it a picture that people are not going to be like, <gasps> that's NSFW! NSFW! <laughs> Make uh, it safe for work. I mean, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> you gotta understand, I have to go through this stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I want some eye candy, you don't know. Uh, uh, okay. Forget what I just said. <laughs> Uh, Send in whatever you want. Just make sure it's yours. One last big announcement for you folks. Uh, We finally got our website domain back. Our website is up and running. It doesn't have a ton of content on it yet because we're still putting everything together and submitting our RSS feeds to uh, your podcasting services like Twitter. uh, Excuse me. Switch. (laughs) (laughs) 
All the Twitters. I'm just I, I'm stumbling tonight <laughs> on uh, Stitcher and iTunes, and we'll probably get it on SoundCloud and all those other streaming uh, platforms. Uh, in addition to obviously YouTube, which we've been on for a while now, and we'll finally start you know broadcasting and you know advertising a little bit and. We'll hopefully have some written reviews and stuff to finally put on the website again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after a year of uh, getting situated again. So uh, thanks again for sticking with us. That wraps up another mediocre episode of Hit the Books podcast. Mediocre. <laughs> I want to thank you all for sticking with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit like and subscribe down below and follow us on your podcast services of choice and on our social networks. Again, we're on Twitter at HTB Vids. We're on Facebook at for- facebook.com forward slash hit the books. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.